I kind of like to start this segment by talking about new openings. Now, all three of these spots came about from the classic food truck turned restaurant scenario. And I'm talking about Babuta in the Skyway above Marquette and 7th. Cheese Louise arriving on 43rd and Sheridan and Bark in the Bite on Marshall. Now, let's talk about the first one here. Babuta is kind of like this Asian fusion spot that aims to take things like pork belly, avocado, s- salmon, beef, rice, and cucumbers and throw them all into bowls, burritos, and salads. And it's quick, it's efficient service, and it's a Skyway location. So it's clearly kind of targeted towards that downtown working crowd in Minneapolis. And again, You'll find the neat little spot in the Skyway above Marquette and 7th Street. And let's not forget about the other uh, one that's in here, too. We're going to talk about Cheese Louise, and that's ready to take the next step. Now, this one's unique in the sense that it solely focuses on grilled cheese sandwiches. And lucky for us, they just announced that they'll be moving to a permanent spot in Linden Hills on 43rd and Sheridan. At their restaurant, you can expect what they've always sold. I mean, they got grilled cheese sandwiches that vary from fresh mozzarella to blue cheese and, of course, the classic cheddar. Now, we have one more to talk about. It's called Bark and the Bite, and that one started as a food truck at Sunny's Market in northeast Minneapolis in 2015. And then the following year, they got recognition from Growler Magazine as one of the best barbecue spots. But after a fire incident at their Sunny's Market location, they were kind of forced to move and rethink their location. Well, thankfully, today, they're finally getting their own space at 2186 Marshall Avenue. And behind it all is Chef Noah Miller, who has his roots in Memphis cooking and comes from a fine dining background. But Bark and the Bite is anything but fine dining serving unassuming classic barbecue fare like ribs, pork shoulder, collard greens, and wings. So I'm very excited for all three of those. Oh, exactly. Uh, You know what? There is something about a food truck really bringing some great festivities to a party. I had that for one of my big birthdays. And uh, to my knowledge, they haven't gone into a a permanent stage or a place. So this is cool to hear. And the very first one, I'm most interested in. Yeah. So that one was called Babuta. That's going to be in the Skyway above Marquette and 7th. So if you're into sushi, it's essentially sushi translated into burritos and bowls and stuff like that. So it's going to be great. That sounds great. What else is coming up for you? So next up, we're going to talk about the closing of Maven, which is a restaurant I really enjoyed. I actually reviewed it several months ago here on the program. I'm going to be talking a little bit about the closing, why it's closing, the people behind it, and kind of my little experience uh, visiting there a while back. And that's Matt Gundrum here. We're going to be uh, hitting him up just to find out where we can go. And I really want to know one thing in particular, and I know he's ready for it. And that's all the cool patios we can go sit on, especially on a weekend like this. Yes, I can't wait to get to that one later. Definitely. Before we get to the patios, yeah. we're going to first talk about the untimely, not to be too macabre or anything, but the untimely death of one of my favorite restaurants in the area. I'm talking about Maven. And I actually reviewed the place for the station a while back. And now Maven, this this Jewish deli started by the St. Dinette crew, if you're familiar with St. Dinette in St. Paul, the St. Dinette crew, uh, Tim Niver, Adam Eaton and Laura Elm, those folks who created this great restaurant. Well, unfortunately, this place is now closing after only 10 months of service, such as an unfortunate reality in the industry. And this certainly isn't the first rodeo for these three. I mean, again, they've worked together to open up St. Dinette in St. Paul. And Niver has really done well with his Mucci's Italian also in St. Paul. Now, I, I did a little bit of reading to kind of understand 
why exactly this place is shutting down. And um, to quote Niver, uh, when he talked about the closing, he said, I always open good restaurants. That's something I know how to do, but you can't predict everything. You get to a slow point and you begin to see flaws. We probably could have kept it going, but we're business people and you have to know when something has momentum and when it doesn't, it's the right time. So from what I read, the restaurant was doing well during the day, but service tapered off significantly during the evening hours, which kind of became a damaging trend for business. And worst of all, the winter we just experienced from January 15th to March 15th, Maven really got hit hard with slower than usual business. According to Niver, St. Dinette and Moochie's experienced significant setbacks as well during this time. In fact, it's safe to say that most of the Twin Cities restaurant industry felt a significant slowdown during those 60 days. And to talk about the place itself, I, I honestly really liked the place and thought it had a ton of potential. I still remember when I first reviewed it months ago, and I, I have a little story associated with my experience there that I've already kind of told once on air, but I'd eaten a bagel sandwich and a side of potato latkes for, for uh, lunch. And I, I really loved the calm, welcoming aesthetic. So I, I, I ended up working there into the evening. And once the sun went down, the atmosphere kind of shifted and the lighting changed to kind of match a, a comfortable club environment. And I ended up getting the cheeseburger, which was amazing because Adam Eaton was behind the kitchen. He's known for his burger at St. Annette. And I also had their take on the Bloody Mary. I, I both enjoyed them a ton. There was a really real community vibe there. And the bartender was very personable. And eventually I, I found myself packing my things at closing time. And right. I was about to leave the, the bartender actually offered me a few leftover bagels that weren't sold that day. Bagels was one of the things that Maven specialized in. And when she gave me those leftover bagels, I was ecstatic. Cause I'm like, okay, great. This is breakfast for the next day. Well, Lo and behold, my, my poor self-control kicked in on the drive home and I ended up eating just about every bagel they gave me <laughs> in the car. So it, and it's, I, it really is one of the few foods that I can't control myself around and Maven did really great. Is it an egg bagels. bagel? Is it a what? Is it an egg bagel or a plain bagel? Or they, a, they have all sorts. They all do? All sorts. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, and, and, and like everyone else who enjoyed their time at Maven, I mean, I'll, I'll be sure to keep those memories in the back of my pocket and cherish them. Uh, for those of you who still haven't made their own Maven memories, there's still some time the place will be open until this Sunday. So if you're looking to get your fix of Jewish fare, like shakshuka, latkes, uh, bagels, and their excellent burgers, now's the time. You can find the place on 901 West Lake Street in Minneapolis. After that, you'll find remnants of their spirit at Kowalski's Market in St. Paul, which will consider, continue to serve Maven's beloved bagels. Marvelous. The two actual buildings that they have in St. Paul, though, though they t tell us where they're located. Uh, St. Dinah and Moochie's. Yes. Uh, let's see. St. Dinah is in Lower Town and Moochie's is in the West 7th neighborhood okay. of St. Paul. Great. Well, wonderful. These are great. I didn't know it existed. And that's like we staples for our household, too. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's unfortunate. And apparently th that location that they're in, 901 West Lake Street, <laughs> Uh, that's almost like a cursed location. There have been around like three businesses, I believe, in the last five years. So I don't know what it is in terms of that location. I mean, that's the Lynn Lake area, and that area is usually bustling. But that specific location, 901 West Lake Street, buyer beware if you're looking to take up that real estate and turn it into something because, I don't know, three businesses in five years. We'll see. But, yeah, Maven, Maven was great. Um, 
certainly wasn't astounding or mind blowing, but they had what they did. They did really well. And and I really enjoyed my time there. Mm, Wonderful. Well, if you're just joining us, we have a fun segment going on. Matt Gundram is joining us and we're doing a little talking about what's happening in town food wise. So, yeah, I wanted to start off this segment by uh, just talking about all things. It's pretty a little bit generic here, but just talking about all things great in the Twin Cities. This has been on my mind because some of you may know some of you City Pages fans of the City Pages magazine just came out with their 2019 best of list. And it is quite a behemoth. It features five different topics across city life and music, but this is a food segment. So of course I want to mention their epic food and drink list, which features over a hundred highlights of the Twin Cities food and drink scene. Uh, I just wanted to mention a few of them, give a few of their mentions a, a, a shout out because I appreciated seeing them on their big ones that I want to point out are our best brunch which they gave to the North Loop's Karanomise, which is a favorite restaurant of mine. They do excellent sashimi and everything uh, Japanese fare, Japanese style. Uh, it's a favorite restaurant of mine, but I've never been there for brunch. Though, so that was a very unexpected pick, but I will definitely now have to visit them for, for brunch. Best cocktails they gave to the gorgeous back bar at Young Joni, which is a speakeasy in Northeast that I recommend to everyone. Great interior design in there. Really has that has that speakeasy vibe from from the 20s and 30s that they really revive in there. Uh, best tacos they gave to Central, also in the Northeast, which I was also glad to see. We uh, visit we interviewed actually the folks from Central uh, a few months back, and then I visited a few weeks after our interview, and the tacos were excellent. Um, best restaurant was given to each of the twins. Martina was named as best in Minneapolis. And In Bloom was given to St. Paul. Both of those restaurants we really appreciate here at Jazz 88. We interviewed the guys from Martina, Daniel Del Prado and Marco Zapia. And we also talked to the guys from In Bloom. Uh, Best overall restaurant for their list was actually Colita, also brought to you by Marco and Daniel. So those two have been doing a lot of great work. So looking at this list, it started to get me thinking about all the greatest hits in the Twin Cities and with the coming weather, I kind of started to think about the places that we could all visit now that the great weather has arrived. So let's talk patios. If you're wanting to try out some of the best patios in town, one of my favorites is the patio outside of the French Eatery Meritage in downtown St. Paul. And the architecture in that part of town is gorgeous. And you got to get to take it all in while snacking on oysters or steak tartare or whatever French fare you most enjoy. And there's also... The Sea Salt Eatery on Minnehaha, which is 100% outside, and that's now up and running, delivering seafood to all those who are looking to get some fresh air. And then I also want to mention one of my personal favorite haunts, Brunson's Pub in the Payne Phelan neighborhood of St. Paul, which actually has a hidden patio out back, and that's perfect for enjoying their spectacular happy hours, one of my favorite happy hours actually in the Twin Cities. Now, shifting gears a little bit, let's also talk about another great treat that is made even better by good weather. And that is of course, ice cream. My personal two favorites are milk jam creamery on Lindale and sweet science in the St. Paul keg and case market. Keg and case market is something we've talked about a lot in this program and sweet science is the ice cream spot inside of it. And I had their cinnamon cone, their cinnamon ice cream last time I went and it was just phenomenal. So I definitely recommend 
Sweet Science. Of course, Milk Jam is an institution that many of you may know about already. Uh, if you're looking for something flashy, consider the Minnesota Nice Cream on 807 Broadway Street Northeast. Their interior design is flashy, bright, and exciting, and they give you a lot of different options to put all sorts of interesting items on your ice cream and of course the old standby and i always have to recommend this spot not because of what it is but because of where it's located now you're not expecting this but i have to recommend the dairy queen on 1720 lexington avenue north is just a really cool retro throwback uh, style Dairy Queen. It actually dates back to 1947. So if you're at, if you're looking for a cool little outing with a kind of a, a retro vibe, check out again the Dairy Queen in 1720 Lexington Avenue North. That's in Roseville, and that's always a really fun uh, location to hit up because it really does have that um, 40s 50s aesthetic in terms of an ice cream spot. You know, patios, when you say Meritage um, in downtown St. Paul, yeah. there's a really cool thing that happens at the end of June. Every last weekend of June is the Twin Cities Jazz Festival. Oh, Oftentimes, yeah. the weather is just beautiful. There's music playing across in Rice Park when it's not under construction, that is. Yeah. But one evening, I did get the experience of sitting out on the Meritage patio and I loved it. And we had places to go, music to hear, all part of a great St. Paul Twin Cities Jazz Festival um, experience. So thanks for the reminder. Yeah, that is, well, that is a phenomenal combination. Good French food and right. jazz and good architecture. Yeah. And nice weather. All that combined sounds like for a You're, pretty good time. Don't laugh. And they make an absolutely great hamburger too. Oh yeah. With French fries, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Even, and I told you what my favorite patio is and it's because it's in the suburbs and it's the Chow Bella patio in Bloomington. Right. And it's spacious and the food is terrific. They make a great clean meal. It's the same owners as Zalo and uh, at one point Baccio too, but um, really a great menu and great vibe. Everybody, it's my cheers, actually. Yeah, so I've heard, I've heard that one is really yeah. great too. So stop by that one for sure if you're interested in going out there. I'm sure it'd be an awesome time. It is really is. You know, that's about it for today, those three great. segments. Um, just enjoy the nice weather. I hear there's a, a game at, at the new the new stadium. Tonight, tonight. at 7, the United playing. Yep. Yeah, I I didn't really have time to mention too much of this, but that new stadium has a ton of great food options, actually. Um, uh, Sutherland from Hanson Hog uh, has worked with them at that field to kind of curate a really great lineup of ethnic foods that are just really diverse, really exciting. So make sure you check that stadium out at some point during the season because uh, they got some great food options, which is really great to hear. That's really a lot of fun, too. And I know that Target Field was always touting their great food options. Still agree with that? Uh, I do, yeah. Great. But the, but this new stadium is, is turning up to be a to no, be a contender. Cause, uh, oh, good. Yeah, because, uh, yeah, so Justin Sutherland, from who's doing a lot here, uh, especially in St. Paul, um, having him as a curator... That always leads to good things. So I, I trust that they'll have a ton of great options. Matt Gundrum, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, it was my pleasure. Thank really you. Really nice to meet you too.